Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Oh, here we go, boys. Go. Love that sound. This is a good one. Hey, welcome to uh, Waterfall Wednesday edition of the Full Scale Outdoors podcast. It's Nick and Dale again. How's it going, dude? Oh, two weeks in a row. Holy smokes. I know, we haven't no. been as consistent as we usually are. Well, when you're about there in Canada, and then you're running trips in Wisconsin, and it gets busy. I, I, dude, I know firsthand when you're guiding how hard it is to stay on any sort of podcast schedule. It's Or any hard. sort of schedule of like, yeah. Uh, yeah, just doing anything that isn't necessities kind of goes by the wayside. Correct. <laughs> so You get like... 10 minutes you want to talk to your wife not to dale no offense i mean that's a little rude but sure <laughs> <laughs> hey you know what we did last week that i kind of liked when we started out the episode we started out by checking in with each other and asked and asking if uh, we got drunk at all so dale have you gotten drunk in the last week i haven't even had any alcohol in the last week because i've been fighting uh the the rona i think i don't know i haven't i, I didn't get tested but I, it, it was bad why can't you drink if you have the Rona? I just don't think, well, I don't think it would have been. Wait, I had a, that's a lie, I had a beer on Saturday, and it didn't feel great because I had a sore throat. So anything fizzy, yeah. I was like, that wasn't a good idea. Plus, I mean, you're trying to get healthy and heal. Alcohol's probably not the best route to take. God, you sound like a pussy right now. I know. Well, I felt like a <laughs> giant one. <laughs> it put me down, dude. I I had to like not go fishing on Sunday because I just I was wrecked. 
I also uh, I also haven't had any alcohol myself. All right. Good times. Good talk. Yeah, good talk. We're going to check in like this every week, though, just like it's an AA meeting, all right? Oh, man. No, that's terrible. I don't like that at all. Do you get a coin at one. Do you get a coin after a week? Um, I don't know that you get a one week coin. Maybe you do. You I, for sure get I've, a one month coin, right? I, I've, I have no idea. <laughs> Did you have you ever heard you could take them coins and turn them into bars for free drinks? That's kind of fucked, ain't it? No, but I like that. I like that idea. <laughs> no, but I always heard someone say, "Uh, this is kind of like a recovery joke where they tell you like when they give you your first coin, it's like." And place it on your tongue, and when it dissolves, then you can have your drink or whatever, something like that. Of course, it's not yeah, going yeah. to dissolve, right? Yeah, it's metal. right, that right. In lies yeah, the joke, yeah. and hilarity ensues, and everybody in the circle. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh, so it's anyways, just... another thing we were talking about last week was um, was bougie hunting equipment. I love talking about that stuff, and then I realized that I. Um, was investing in some bougie hunting equipment that I know that you are a fan of, and I decided I didn't like it and I couldn't go through with it. And that would be <laughs> that would be a beard. <laughs> that, a beard is bougie, dude. Yes, I do believe a beard is a bougie piece of hunting equipment because there's a cost. As I was, as I learned, you know, as I'm trying to grow one, is they're not free. <laughs> there's a cost to owning a beard, and Number one, it's not comfortable. Like I'm, I totally did like twenty. Disagree. I only made it like twenty-two days. I made it like twenty-two days growing a beard, and so uh, it's not very comfortable. You know, obviously it's itchy at first, and you will quote unquote get over the itchy phase of it. You know, but also like I just felt like uh, you know my like my skin was uh, like getting zits and shit underneath it. Well, you and, gotta wash you know, it. Well, I do wash it, but, like, when I shave, I also, like, lotion, you know? Like, I put mm. lotion on my face after I shave. You know, after, like, 22 days of beard, like, you're not, like, lathering lotion down into it, you know, to get your skin, you know, nice and you can. moisturized. You, can, you should be conditioning your beard. But at 21 days, I can't, unless you've got just freakishly good facial hair growth, you're not going to have much there. Nah, it's pretty awful. My mine actually for having a big beard now, I it takes forever, dude. Like I, when oh, I doesn't used it to, take like two years? Uh, no. I mean, it's it's hard to tell now. I've had this for three years now, but usually I would just grow it in the winter and I'd shave it in the summer, and I'd start growing it pretty much September first. You know, first day of hunting. That's kind of was kind of the tradition for myself. And it wouldn't look, it would look absolute ass until damn near December. I mean, it it like, it's, it's not, it's not good. I don't have a good short beard at all. It's like, Mm. I gotta go all out or, or nothing at all, pretty much. So I'm I'm jealous. I'm jealous. You got a good beard. I don't think I'm, I don't know if I'm ever going to have one. Well, it's, it's, you do gotta, you you do got to just hang in for the ride. That is the cost that you're going to have. A, probably a, <laughs> the cost is a couple months of it looking not great. I don't really recall it feeling all that bad, like that itchy phase. I think the first time I tried growing it out, I went through some of that, but that was like a one-off for me. And then the subsequent times I grew it out, I don't really remember 
an itchy phase. I just remember it's just an awkward, patchy phase. It just looks terrible. And then when I learned that I didn't have to shave it in the summertime because the only reason I shaved in the summertime because I thought it would be hot, and I hate being hot. And it was a cooler spring, early summer or something. I'm like, well, I'm just going to keep it until I just can't stand it, and then I'll shave it off. And I found actually it keeps my face cooler in the summer because the sun isn't baking on my skin. So I was like, sweet. Nah. I never have to shave ever again? Hell yeah. And that's where the initial cost of whatever ugliness and uncomfortableness you had for those first months has paid off for the last two-plus years because I haven't had to shave. So. Yeah, that's pretty sweet, dude. There's my payoff. I had I had one of those razor subscriptions way back when. Got to cancel that. I don't need them things anymore. The <laughs> things they're kind of expensive. Not gonna lie, unless you want to use the cheap motherfuckers that really mess oh, your face up and yeah. give you nicks and I was stuff. Gonna say if you want zits, get definitely go that route. That's true. Not good. Hey. What else are we going to talk about that's waterfall related? Uh, that's loosely <laughs> waterfall related. Hey, did you ever get, uh, not to turn this into a commercial, but did you ever get a pair of uh, Relevance, the concealment lenses? No, I, I never did. I never did get a pair of Relevant uh, um, or RLVNT um, sunglasses, and I still you, would like to. Did you pick there out is... a frame that you liked? I mean, I know a guy. I might be able to hook you up. I'll have to look again in the future. Okay. I, I if I I was I had I did have it picked out, and this year I actually did something a little decoy or different. Did I say decoy? Got you did. Some, that's because I've got like three magazines open in front of me, so we can just steal their content to talk about Perfect. it for this episode. <laughs> Anyways, but I did do something different with my eyewear that um, I have never done in the past, and uh, make a quick quick topic of conversation uh i but i wear all safety eyewear now when i waterfowl hunt all the time from the moment i get out of the truck to put decoys start putting out decoys or cutting grass until the moment i close the truck door and start driving home i wear safety sun or safety clear frame safety glasses and then as soon as the sun comes up i switch them out to uh tinted safety glasses like 3m buy them at home depot style like on the job OSHA shit. Sure. And uh, I have been doing that since last March when I poked my fucking eye out on that snow goose. Oh, hunt. right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When I, I last March, I want to say it was March 5, I was in Kansas running a hunt with Big Kansas Outdoors, and uh, Blake had helped me out that morning. He did a fantastic job. Um, he did a really good job stubbling the blinds while I set the spread and, uh, he had done such a good job that it was actually like a tight little squeeze, even with the doors open to get into my blind. I'm standing in my layout blind, like on the seat facing the decoy spread. And I had my backpack open, like down in my blind. And I bent over to get something out of my backpack. And I just took a stick square <laughs> to the like dead center of my pupil. I mean, the pain, the pain was honestly like excruciating. Oh, like yeah. we're talking like, like on a scale of 10, like we're talking like eight and like it, it was, I, I did end up completing the hunt. There'd be time periods where the pain would like go away. And then as soon as like, I'd get any like wind in it, it like a, like a little bit of wind would hit my eye. I had that pain would just come and I had blurry vision. I went to the doctor. They, um, 
they said that I had really seriously stabbed my eye on it was a stick that was being used in my layup line and now ever since I started doing that boy uh there's times where I jump out of the truck and I grab my grass chopper or I start grabbing equipment out of the back of the truck and something will brush my face and I'll realize like ah fuck I forgot to put my <laughs> safety glasses on and I will literally just stop what I'm doing right there even if I'm like setting something out 20 yards away from the truck just drop it go back to the truck put my safety glasses on like i'm not gonna have that shit happen again that was fucking miserable yeah and that then, sounds bad yeah so uh i would like to get a pair of rlvmt relevant uh glasses though at some point well like i said i know a guy I might be able to hook you up is that hookup cost uh like what well, I, I don't know. We'll see. Like, I, I could probably, like I think I <laughs> may possibly, possibly. I am Dude, a, I'll throw him some love on my social well, media. Well, that's kind of what I'm getting at. I mean, I, I am officially a an employee of them now. No shit. Tell, do tell. Uh, well, this is not waterfall related at all, but I uh, they bought, Relevant, bought the Minnesota Tournament Trail, which is the walleye uh, fishing tournament league in Minnesota. And uh, they needed a new tournament director, and somehow they thought I would be a good fit. So that's an actual full-time job, and that's what I'm doing now. Oh, nice. So can are you going to – what about that shit you moved up to, like, northern Minnesota to do? Yep, quit that. Nice. Yeah, this pays better, and it's way are you cooler. Gonna, so what, is your, what are you going to do when you clock in? Uh, well, I don't really clock in. Uh, but, I mean, just like what is it? What is like an eight-hour day for you working for a sunglass uh, company? Tons of uh, phone calls and meetings and emails, um, but it's all cool. It's all talking about fishing and stuff. So it's you know setting up the tournaments. Fortunately, this year it's mostly set up, so uh, we don't have to bore the waterfall people with this. But yeah, it's like setting up a tournament. There's a, there's a crap ton of tournaments like all summer long. So till starting in May May fourth and going till September. So. I'm going to be super busy this summer running around the state um, doing that. But now is all the setup for all of those events. we got to get all our ducks in a row. So lots of sponsorship type of stuff. But, yeah. You going to move? Yeah, I probably will. I think in the in the spring when i got to be out of here so he can rent this place out, I'm going to move a little more centrally located because I'm going to be driving to the four corners of the state. So I might as well make it a little bit easier on myself. Yeah, and get your ass back to a little bit more waterfall target rich environment. That that too. Yeah, the waterfall hunting up here is not great. That no, but it was kind of cool that you went up there to, and like uh get your wiener in the water, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. It was it was neat. It was interesting cuz because I remember thinking, "Oh, I should run up there and hunt some weekend." And I'm glad I never did that cuz I probably would have been disappointed cuz <laughs> Did you ever do like the northwest corner of the state and do the sandhill cranes? I never did that. Nope. No, nope, never did that. You fucked up there. You did fuck up there. Well, that's that's still like where where or is you're you're still nowhere near I'm nowhere near that. That's still going to be right. because I have to go around these big giant bogs and around like Red Lake or up and I got to go down and around or up and over. So to get to that zone, the crane zone, that's that's still going to be 3 hours, I bet. Ah, all right. All right. So it's, that would have been still like a, a hunting trip. Exactly. Yeah, that's still uh, that's, right. that's still a thing. Like it's crazy. I'm two hours from everywhere. It seems two hours of Duluth. I'm two hour, you know, one hour to international, but there's nothing going on there. You know, Lake of the Dude, Woods. 
is two Minnesota's hours. Minnesota's a very big state. Like God, I've only been up to the northwest corner of the state uh, twice to hunt, I think, in my life. So, I mean, that, fuck, that's like a five, six hour drive from the Twin Cities. Like, it's, it's, uh, I mean, it's a big damn, it's a goddamn big state. It is. It, it is a lot larger of a state than. So when you like moved up there, I kind of like almost pictured you like either there or like on the corner of there. Now it's like literally straight up from, it's like exactly straight north of like St. Paul, like just a straight damn line. Like, so the same east and west, it's just like straight up there. So not really where the cranes are. Yeah, no, it's this, this not, this used to be like, historically, this has been like, this was a diver lake. Like people would come here for bluebills. But, you know, since that – the heydays of the 80s or whatever when the bluebills are at their peak or whatever that time was, and they've just been declining ever since. So it's – I never saw – I never did see a big push, a big migration that came in. Hmm. I, hunted, I hunted a fair bit this fall too, and I just I just never – I mean, I shot a few birds, but it was nothing special. Geese right, right, out, right. Geese hang out a long time, like before they decide to move on. Just, I know you obviously haven't decided, but where would you think about moving? Just off the top of your head, I really don't know. I kind of leaning just towards that staying on the thirty-five corridor, just because it you're connected to everything. You know, easy on the freeway, can wherever I need to go, I can get there relatively quickly. Or I don't know, just like center of the state. Relax, but I, I keep my options open. I mean, I, I've, I would say 10% or less of my thinking about moving possibly west, though, like Ottertail County, getting out there where sure. there actually is some good hunting and closer to the Dakotas. I've thought about that. Right, exactly, exactly. You like if you you can put yourself within a couple hours' reach of that too. That would be that'd be a lot of fun. I mean, that might not even be the worst idea because I wouldn't be that far from Malax which we're always going to have a tournament on. And other than that, you know, we're going north to Leach and Winnie, or not to Leach, but to Winnie this year, but also we're going to Big Stone this year. We probably won't do it next year, which that's on the South Dakota border, um, Lake of the Woods. So it doesn't matter where I move for that. That's going to be a, a haul. So, yeah, I'm just kind of all over the place. So, Oh, yeah, man. Hey, I what can be anywhere. This, um, um, what do you think? Uh, this whole uh, weather system is going to do to some waterfowl. How are people? How are people on Facebook going to continue complaining that they don't have birds <laughs> after after uh, what happens uh, here this upcoming weekend? Well, we'll see. I mean, uh, now we're first we didn't have birds. Now we're froze out. The right end. now we're froze out. There is no more birds <laughs> in Minnesota, which doesn't matter because we don't have a season open anyways. So who cares? <laughs> but um. This could be good for, you know, like uh, old Zach Brooks down there by Des Moines. He might get some – the weather oh, yeah. might, might do him some good or Man, could push I'm kinda, him out. I don't know. I'm kind of sitting here patiently waiting for the midwinter waterfall surveys to get released, um, which, I mean, obviously it's January 9th right now. Probably not coming out for a couple weeks, but that'll be fun to talk about on the podcast. There's, a, there's two um, – there's two states that I'm always that always kind of pique my interest because they usually always have like press releases on it and uh, um, like interesting interesting press releases at least, which is North Dakota and Iowa. 
So Iowa will usually publish. I'm always curious to see Iowa, or that's all on my radar, because that's just been going up for the last several years in terms of Canada geese mm-hmm. that they're seeing in their midwinter survey. So like um, the midwinter waterfowl survey is flown by the flown. It's usually an aerial survey, um, but it's done by the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. And uh, this is their big waterfowl survey. They do it around the first of the year every winter to try to get an idea and um Almost every state does it, and uh, they try, they, they're just trying to get an idea of how many birds are in the wintering areas. So um, Iowa has been going up for Canada geese for many years straight now, so I just kind of want to keep my eye on that. Another really interesting one that I think will be will be um, North Dakota this year because um, North Dakota does a midwinter waterfowl survey, and they basically just do it at like a couple few different locations, one up at that um, Lake Sacagawea and um, on, the, on the Missouri River. And then there's a uh, what's that lake? There's a lake. It's just Owa- west of the Missouri. Owa- no, it's no, that's South Dakota. Lake. God, I want to say Lake Thompson, but I don't think that's right. No, it's a lake, big old. No. It, it's a big old lake with a big old power plant on it. Oh, and... that one's I know what you're talking about, because I was going to yeah. bring that up. Um um, that is Sakakawea, I think, though. The well, Sakakawea is on. Uh, um, that's on the actual Missouri River. This one is west of there. Ah, dude, I'm, I won't be able to think of it. I'm trying to. I'm looking on the map right now, and I don't. I am see too. Another... I am too. Ah, I think I see it. I think I see it. Nelson Lake. That's exactly what the fuck it Nelson is. Nelson Lake. Where the hell is that? And it, right on the right on the. I told you, just just pull up, pull up Google Maps. I'm on it. Look at. Alrighty, you see where Lake Sakakawi is? Yeah. Go south of there. And uh, it's in between Fort Clark and I ninety four. Just draw a line right in the middle. That you'll see a giant lake. So Fort Clark is on the Missouri River. It's like just west of Washburn, east of Stanton. There's a little hook down the Missouri River, shoot down. It's a giant lake, so it's kind of easy to see from outer space. Fort Yates. Fort Clark. So Fort Clark is like halfway up the river between Sacagawea and uh, um, I-94. And then Lake Nelson is straight south of that in between there and 94. I don't know why I'm struggling yeah. to find it, but whatever. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just struggling. It's by a, it's by a town called Center. Center, North oh. Dakota. <laughs> oh God, I know where Center is. There's not there's a lake there. I've spent yes. I've spent time in Center. You have not. Yes, Dude, I this, have. I've been drunk re- in Center. <laughs> have you really? Oh, there's Nelson Lake. That little tiny thing. Okay. That's not a fucking tiny lake. It's pretty well, big. Compared to Sakakawea. Compared to Sakakawea, yeah, yeah, you're right. Anyway, so the midwinter waterfowl survey, they, they, they usually fly Sakakawea, they'll check Lake Nelson, and then I think they go down south. And um, last year, last year, I think they, God, I'm drawn from memory here, but they usually find like 80,000 Canada geese in North Dakota. And uh, last year, I think they found 20. And last year was super freaking cold, if you remember. Like, if mm-hmm. you, it, yeah, it was very cold, super snowy. North Dakota was just pummeled. There was very few mallards and very few Canada geese left in the state. If they had already flown the midwinter waterfall survey prior to this weather that's coming in here, which I'm assuming they have, 
Um, they should have already flown it by now. I'm curious to see how many Canada geese and mallards are in that state this year. I mean, it's going to be an enormous jump from last year and uh, probably way, way above the long-term average. Well, I'm probably going to piss somebody off with this, but um, if somebody's looking on the, you know, they're looking for water or whatever, they're going to probably overlook this town. But I know that this place holds geese in the dead of winter, even when it's 30 below zero, because I've been there when I was an iron worker. Sure, let's blow someone's spot up. Yep, yep. Beulah, North Dakota. There's a power plant there. So, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, and the the farm fields, some of the fields around there were absolutely shit stacked with honkers. And I had, at that time, I had no idea. Because, I mean, that's, that's a... That's a part of the state. You just there's no water. I mean, yeah, that's kind of interesting. Don't think there is, but there is a little river that runs right through Beulah. And there, I mean, it's pretty close to the Missouri River. It, it's relatively close. Yeah, yep. Twenty and miles. And it's or not so, that maybe. far away from center. Nope, it's not. So, I mean, that's like the stomping grounds of some of my old ironworker buddies. That's why I've been drunk there before. I went out there for a wedding. Sure, sure. Ooh. And I mean that whole corridor there. Just everywhere around the Missouri River is, is, is a great late-season hunting spot. I mean, absolutely. So far west, nobody wants to make the trip. No, I, I, <laughs> It's for hardcore people only. The last time I went out there was 2016, and um, we stayed in a town called Riverdale, which is right on Lake Sacagawea, and we just based hunts out there, and it was so retardedly cold that I, uh, I would definitely be interested in doing it again, but I would try to find like a pit rental around there if i was going back just in case like i would like to do obviously that area loads up in very 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 late season and um like it was so brutally cold and windy we had a great time we had great hunts but you would have had great hunts no matter like what fields you were in like we hit the timing right we hit the migration right and i was like god you know would have been a lot better we would have just had a fucking pit and just put out 50 sleeper shells and a dozen a dozen full bodies and we would have shot our limit like every day uh so it would have been a lot more awesome if we would have had a heater running and just been comfortable and had a place to go every day and not had to scout you know i don't even know if there are any pit outfitters out there I would research it and try to find. There's got to be some guys that sell pits. Start pack, start packing some white boxes, boys. Your little <laughs> little muddy heater. <laughs> I mean, it was it was brutal cold when we were out there. In oh yeah, that's that's when I was there. It was cold. I mean, I wasn't hunting. I was working. Which right, made but it I mean, way worse because you know, not hunting, but whew, super cold. If you're looking for a great late season area. Uh, they and they, they have a Missouri River zone out there where you don't shoot you can't shoot eight honkers out there you can only shoot five. And and one thing that Lame. attracted me about I think that Lake Nelson place and maybe even your Beulah spot um, we'd have to obviously pull out the regs but I'm pretty sure that is out of the Lake Missouri River zone right, and yeah. you could shoot you could have a eight bird limit around there so I sure. mean like there's so so. Um, I know when we were in that area in 2016, we did scout outside of the Missouri River Zone a little bit just to try to put ourselves into a higher limit. Um, to, uh, but we really couldn't find any birds 
in like a nearby, at least where we were staying at, at least at that time of year in the couple of half-ass scouts that we did. Sure. Anyways, that would be, that'd be pretty fun. Some sort of, do they have a late season out there? When is the, when, yeah. how late does it go? Yeah, dude. I don't know. Let's Google it really quick. Oh, damn. That would be. Burr. I just know how cold it gets out. <laughs> I just know how cold it gets out there. It's like I like late season hunting as much as the next guy, but thirty below zero gets a little crazy. <laughs> it does. It does. That's that's like um, Yeah, you almost yeah, oof, you would need a pit. How are you gonna stay warm in that? Like that's just like that's brutal. Canada geese possession limit species. Damn it. I thought I was hoping I could find this a little faster. Still time. Still time. There's still time. Still, <laughs> still time. I'm trying. I can pull up a drunk, drunken story, but I don't really have one. Um, I just know I was drunk. <sighs> good times. Good times. My hunting buddy uh, Mike. Uh, he he's been out there because he's an eye worker, so he knows he knows the boys I'm talking about. <laughs> if he listens to this, he'll he'll be chuckling right now. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Boy, oh boy. Uh, Back in the day, here's a fun story. Back in the day, we used to stop in Jamestown and we'd go to the Brass Rail. It's not a gay bar in Jamestown. Um, Sounds like a gay bar. Well, it's, I think it's a gay bar in Minneapolis, but not in Jamestown. They used to, maybe they still do. I don't even know if this place is still open, but they used to be able to get two go Long Islands, Long Island iced teas. They'd put it in like one of those like uh, two quart uh, milk paper milk jug things and then they would be taped over and sealed right that's how they were able to do it of course Mm -hmm. once you hit the freeway (laughs) straw goes in and (laughs) just off to the races uh they they probably don't do that anymore (laughs) now you're making me want to drink (laughs) i kind of feel like this is the first day i've like felt good since last thursday so coming up on a week and I saw that old uh, our buddy Phil had the Rona. He saw I saw, saw a that Facebook too. post. He said nine days. I was like, don't tell me this because when I read that, that's when I was like in the throes of it. I'm like, I can't, I can't live like this for nine days, dude. I was on death's door, and uh, I feel great today. I mean, it's in my head. I'm snuffly or whatever, but like energy wise, it's back. I never lost my taste. I don't know that it's COVID. It might have just been the flu. I don't know. But it, it was not fun. I know that. Yeah, that sucks, dude. Yeah, it was. It was bad. You get the night sweats, the whole, you know, the whole deal: headache, fever, sore throat. Ugh. Brutal. Yeah, well, we're packing up, or I'm packing up to get ready to. I'm going to. I'm going down south for shit. Almost five <laughs> weeks here. So, how's that weather going to impact? Uh, that down there is that might be good huh maybe push them a little further south if they've been yeah it might up. be it might be pretty good um we'll have to see we'll have to see I, I follow the um coastal wings guys on social media it looks like they've been having a good time and i've um i'm buddies with uh carter collins we chat every once in a while nice, they've been shooting nice. them, getting on some good hunts and uh having some nice weather man i wish i would have had free time to get down there because I ate all my ducks from North Dakota, and I really want some more. Oh, yeah? Dude. Oh, God, they were so good. Speaking of, so my father-in-law came up from Panama, and he's been here, man, for like five, six weeks, right? Mm-hmm. 
And um, at least, no, he's been here longer than that because he's, he's been here for like eight weeks. He's been here a week before my baby was born. And he has fallen in love with Gooseburger. Really? And we are damn near out. Like, I didn't get any of my Gooseburger back from the oh. uh, from the butcher shop to like midsummer this year. Because I, I didn't bring it in until, um, I didn't even bring it in until, uh, anyways, last spring. Then I got it back late summer. And we're like damn near out. Like, I've never been this low on Gooseburger, I think, in my adult life. And we are just smashing it, and it is awesome. And every day he's, like, asking me to pull out, like, three more pounds of Gooseburger. Oh, my so, God. <laughs> so we can have, like, whatever, like, delicious, uh, ricey, vegetable-y, spicy, well, not spicy, uh, but spice, just flavorful, delicious Gooseburger, whatever he makes. And then I made him some Gooseburger uh, tater tot hot dish. And, uh, yeah, it's awesome, been awesome. Dude. Yeah, he made me today. I had a, uh, I had a goose burger, but he made the buns out of fry bread that he oh, made. Oh yeah, no. Dude, it, was, oh, yeah. it was great. I didn't even put any cheese on it or nothing. Just mm. like fry bed, like fry bread and burger. And I was like, ooh. And then for dinner, we had more goose burger, and he's got some more goose burger cooking. And we've been eating a ton of this. Uh, I got breakfast sausage goose bur- or goose uh, like ground goose breakfast pork sausage sure, made. We've been yeah. smashing that like. I'm actually probably going to run out and I'm probably going to make a post on social media asking people if they have any extra goose tits sure that, that they don't want. <laughs> goose tits. I got a bunch in my freezer. I probably never get to them. I got Bring a them bunch. Down. I got a, and I actually have a, they're in a big giant frozen ball. This is from North Dakota. I need, I was, I was just going to grind them all up um, for that very, for a burger. And I just haven't got around to doing it yet. So. You need to take those out for the because I didn't. I very unceremoniously put them in a bag and into the freezer, so they're not sealed very well. They'll probably get freezer dried pretty fast, freezer burned, whatever. So I should get to those one of these days. Kind of been waiting for a, like a winter storm when I got nothing to do, but we haven't had any. All right. Well, hey, next week uh, I'll let you know how our first days in uh, Oklahoma. Yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully we can stay on some sort of a schedule. But like I said, you'll be guiding, so I'll get it if you're get if you're busy. Although and hopefully you... one of us has a little drinking story to start off the episode with. That'd be good. Well, it, uh, Heinz is down there too, isn't he? Or yeah, not I'll yet? Be, yep. Not there? yet. Not yet. Not there. Not yet. But he's is he going down with you for the same amount of time um, or no? No, no, no. I, I, since I'm going to be working in Oklahoma and then Kansas, I'm. And he's not. Oh, he's just working okay. Oklahoma with gotcha. me. Gotcha. So uh, I'm picking him up from the airport on Sunday, and then we got our first group on Monday. Sweet, 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 sweet. And then we'll hunt Monday and Tuesday, and then I'll probably talk to you. I'll probably have drank by then, so I'll have a good story about that maybe. Yeah, hit him up for a story or two. Yeah, Joe. Joe's fun. in Nebraska right now hunting. He really? Got a, he got a band. Yeah, he got a band today. Sweet. Good for him. And he's actually not in Nebraska, but I just never oh, would right. tell anybody <laughs> if I'm <laughs> and I usually just always say Nebraska to protect. Right. Yeah, I should have known except that. For, I, I've known you do for that. This in, except for this entire episode when we were talking about fucking Riverdale and Beulah. And oh, yeah, we Lake just, yeah, just telling everybody where the spots are at. 
But it's protected. It's protected. I know it's so far. Like, I've mentioned it a few times. We've talked about it, like, with my hunting group. And when people plug in the drive, they're like, yeah, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's not close. So no, that, that, that keeps the riffraff out. It does. It's not a close drive at all. No, like, you get not. to Jamestown and you still got, you're like, you get to Jamestown, you still got four or five more hours. Right. Well, that's a, <laughs> right. right. Yeah, it's like, it's eight hours or, or better. Uh, yeah, be and the time in 2016 when we went there, that was one of the most miserable drives back because we were just stayed in a blizzard the whole uh, way, dude. Uh, it, it was horrific. Oof. You remember when, uh, there's that pipeline that was going through North yeah. Dakota, and there's there's those protesters, yep. and the uh, ah the cops got in a whole bunch of trouble because they were like fire hosing the protesters in negative forty degree temps. Mm-hmm. That's when we were hunting out there. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, it was miserable cold. Oof. Yeah, 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 it gets brutal out there. It does. All right, man. Well, hey, we'll chat next week. All right, dude. Later. Later. Bye.